This is Self Startup. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Self Starter, a podcast that highlights small business owners, the self-employed and freelancers who've taken the plunge to create their own desirable lifestyle. My name is Andy Dowling. I'm also the host of the Andy Social Podcast. I play bass in the Australian metal band Lord, and I'm a dispute resolution specialist. So lots of different things there. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by searching at Andy Dowling, or alternatively, you can go to selfstarter.com where you can find links and resources, not only for this podcast, but anything that's related to the self-employment world. So make sure you go over there and check it all out. This episode, I speak with Johnny, the owner of Grow Hard Garden Center in Bomaderry. Who would have thought a garden center would be interesting? Not me, ignorant old me anyway. <laughs> so Johnny's been doing great things in the short space of time that Grow Hard's been up in operation. They've only been operating for the past several months, but, um, leaps and bounds. They've done so much. Now, there's so many great takeaways from this. It's a fantastic story. I'll leave Johnny do all the uh, explaining and and uh, and run through it all in the episode, but I will highlight a number of key points at the end of this episode itself. Um, you can check out Grow Hard Garden Center by going to growhardnurseries.com.au, or if you're on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash growhardbomadary. Um, heaps of great content online. Johnny is a bit of a whiz when it comes to social media and online presence. And uh, we'll touch on that quite a bit in this episode. But enough of me. Please enjoy this episode with Johnny of Grow Hard Garden Center in Bombardier. Okay, well, thank you very much for having me here. Beautiful day. The, the sun's come out. Yeah, mate, it's a pleasure. I'll tell you what, it's a nice breath of fresh air for us actually to have a bit of rain. Yep. You know, cleanse the air for everyone and certainly make it, um, you know, a little bit more enjoyable in the garden when you're you're not so stressed about the moisture in plants and things grow a little bit easier. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so for the listeners that'll be tuning into this, I uh, just want to give yourself uh, a brief introduction and what you do and what your business is as well. Yeah, so uh, my name's Johnny Vines. I'm 28 years old. Uh, I've worked in horticulture for 16 years of my life yep. um, and recently just opened the Grow Hard Garden Centre in Bomadary, um, Worthington Way, which is just off um, Bolong Road car wash there. So we've been open 15 weeks now. Um, it's been three years in the planning. Yep. So for you know people that come and they say, oh, you haven't been here long, but in the background is where it's all built. Yep. Um, and yeah, three years ago, I tell you, I didn't think it'd take that long, but <laughs> you can understand and appreciate why things take so long. And, and you know, it, it's not an easy road to get there, but at the end of the day, I say it's worth it yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, so you said horticulture before, what were you doing before, I guess the plan to, to kick into this? So you said it's three years in the making, what were you actually doing beforehand? Yeah. So I had, uh, I've worked in garden centers my whole life, yep. uh, been in horticulture and, and mainly retail garden centers and, yep. and landscape design. Um, but started out in the nursery, uh, veggie patch as a kid, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah. And then in a garden center all that time, pretty much. Um, obviously the local knowledge here, the couple of garden centers have closed down. Yep. So I was at, um, the plants plus on the highway and they've closed down. I was, you know, kind of in a management role up there helping, you know, with the functioning of the business. And I guess that really set me up well, yep. you know, for this place. So I was up there for 11 years and then, um, yeah, another nursery prior to that for three years. And then following on from those kind of in the planning stage of this as well, I was doing a lot of landscape design. Yeah. And, um, you know, consulting with design work as well. So 
you know, when you look back on it, you kind of think, oh, those dots join up a fair bit and, you know, the management of the nursery and then designing and building it. Um, And I guess it was was kind of opportunity um, when they started, you know, I didn't know about the other one at South Now, the Yard and Garden closing down. Yep. But, um, you know, it was opportunity to, to buy him out and it didn't go that way. Uh, you know, he wasn't quite ready to, to make that plant. So I would have happily stepped into that business rather than start this from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think at the end of the day, you learn a lot more just doing it completely from scratch. It's totally your own. We we went through the whole set out of this place in the functioning of it, the layout, where we put stock, where we put ponds, where we put irrigation lines. And, you know, when you walk into somebody else's business, that's already done for you. So yeah. we, we totally started from scratch. It was... You know, I knew a fair bit about the industry, but um, I found out a hell of a lot more that I didn't even know. So <laughs> you, it's, you can't be naive to that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But did you, um, I mean, just from what you said, it sounds like there wasn't a, a light bulb moment, so to speak. It was just a gradual sort of thing as different things changed in the area and businesses were shutting down that you sort of gradually moved towards this thing where, well, everything's lining up. I should actually take that plunge and create something myself instead of just uh, moving from another existing business around the place? Or was, or was there a light bulb moment where you sort of just sat, sat somewhere and had an, uh, an epiphany where you thought, oh, I need to, I need to create my own thing? Uh, if life was that simple, I think everyone would take the plunge. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it, it's one of those things, I, I have to be very honest with you in this, in that um, it was never a light bulb moment. No, it, it did no. not hit me. It did not say to me, this is going to be easy. This is going to be fun. This is going to be... It was something that kind of underlyingly inside me said, this is an opportunity. You you are more than capable of achieving this. Yep. Um, you know, you're well educated in the industry. You kind mm-hmm. of know how to function with this business. <clears throat> and at the end of the day, what, what there was opportunity. I was actually, truth be told, I was about to buy an apartment. So I was looking at property at the time. I was a young guy. I had a bit of cash and I go, you know what? I'm going to buy, get into the real estate market. That's, you know, where I wanted to go at the time. And so I've been talking to a solicitor. I was looking at a unit. We're going to exchange contracts. And then I happened to be driving past one day and I seen the sign on the fence. So there was nothing here. There was Mm. was absolutely no plants, no nothing. It was a blank paddock, a couple of stacks of timber and a few trees and shrubs down the back and few weeds you know so there's nothing here i seen a sign on the front fence that said commercial land for sale mobile number that Mm. was it and i go you know what i might just call that number (laughs) and have a chat (laughs) just suss it out a little bit (laughs) and and you know i i knew there was opportunity out there commercially obviously the nurseries and that were closing down and um well the one was i didn't know about the other one but um yeah so Truth be told, I was about to buy a unit. Yeah. And then I rang the solicitor. I spoke to this guy who owned it. And um, and that afternoon, I did a bit of research, called council, found out the zoning for the land. I obviously knew a bit about property because yeah. I'd done all my research with the units and zoning. And um, so, yeah, I come back to, come back to the, the solicitor about the apartment. I said, look, I've got to drop the, you know, the contract. <laughs> I'm, look, I'm about to buy some commercial land. And I, I can only say that because... There was a part of me that, that I wasn't settled on doing like buying a unit. Yeah. Like there was no, you know, it's just something that I thought, okay, I'm probably at that age where I should look at property. Yeah. Um, whereas the business, I thought, you know, well, I could have a unit rented out for 200, 300 a week or whatever. Mm. Or I could have a business that could potentially pay 
meet you know more than two and three hundred a week um i own the property outright i i can build the business and and knowing that that you know the industry and locally the industry was closing down i mm. thought this is probably something in a way that i can give back to the community like yep. i can give my 16 years of experience and open this business for the community and still provide that service like of quality plants and you know seasonal stock that people don't usually see so it was a kind of a non-selfish decision to go that way because mm. you know apartment was probably easy um and in saying that the business was by no means easy but there's a lot more i guess heart and passion in that yeah um, rather than just on the standard buy property so so it's kind of it was kind of almost like a crossroads moment well not so much a light bulb but um but having that sort of moment where you sort of glance over and saw that sign and it triggered something where you could have you could have gone in one completely different direction yeah yeah, um, yeah. but uh, instead you, you decided to call that mobile number and um and, and obviously things <laughs> went a completely different direction there but um so at that stage, and you said this is three years in the making, what were the, what were the challenges that you had to begin with? Because obviously you, you knew the industry, you had skills, and you, you sort of knew the local area, you knew what worked and what didn't to a degree. But to create your own business, I mean, that's a completely different dynamic altogether. And as you said, you knew a little bit about property because you'd gone through that process with the unit. So you had that up your sleeve, but I mean, what was what were the challenges that you had straight up that you just went, oh my god, like I had no idea that I had to do this, or what were some of the fears that you had when you had to sort of take the take those next steps? Yeah, I, man, there's so many. Like, yeah. and I like it was kind of coincidental. I guess I'd been from a wakeboarding background, so I've yep. done state titles and nationals wakeboarding, and um, talked to a lot of sponsors about business okay. exchange, like on that level, and. And I started thinking as a, more of an athlete point of view, I need to learn a bit more about business to, mm-hmm. to you know, negotiate these yep. contracts that I'm doing with sponsors. And so I was doing a lot of business education and boot camps and um, and that was like up in Wollongong and Sydney. So right. I was going to these boot camp courses for business. Um, and I, could, I can tell you now, I can I can definitely recommend it and say that a lot of my success now is contributed from those boot camps, um, from the people you meet, from the lessons you learn. Um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, mistakes out there that that you can make. Yeah. And I think if you can watch people make them rather than you go and make it, <laughs> learn from others, it yeah. saves you a lot of time yeah. and, and energy. So, um, you know, and I think in today's modern technology, there is so much opportunity out there. Like so much opportunity that you know there's business opportunities everywhere to be self-employed the technology is amazing it's just um yeah i think there's a lot of opportunity out there so the boot camps for me were a really good kind of platform to learn yep and that's kind of my style of learning to be you know hands-on first-hand witnessing seeing talking practical side of yeah yeah. totally so that really sat well with me and i you know just would jump straight into that for probably three or four years before i even um, really had a decent crack at business but in short like I, I went from my wakeboarding um, I was doing the landscape design consulting uh, I was doing wakeboard coaching as well okay so that was my like I was coaching yep. that was a school I was running um, and then we did ab sailing so we ventured from ab, um, wakeboarding tours and then other people were asking oh, what else can you do in the air and I said well you know there's ab sailing on those yep. cliffs and those cliffs so you know, I started to build this adventure sport business yep. 
and this is like way before I even had a, a thought about a nursery anywhere. So, you know, it's dabbling in business at a level that I could afford, I guess. So you probably went through a lot of those challenges of wondering whether people would be, uh, would would accept what you're doing and going through those fears of whether people would find value in what you're providing because you'd already gone through those things of providing a service to, to people out there. See, so because I think that's what stops a lot of people is that like go, well, do I give any value to anybody? Is anybody going to care whatsoever about what I've got to offer? And will and, and so that people stop from putting themselves out there to sell a product or a service, but you'd already sort of got your hands dirty by going through that process with uh, with those other yeah those other things yeah I, I guess i mean this is probably the first time i've really sat down and gone you know thank god we're on the other side of construction but <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it's it's like it's it is nice to look back and go those little stepping stones that i did in the wakeboard school that i did in landscape yep. consulting um i'd have to say like why why I did that and, and what drove me to make those decisions is it intrigued me. Yeah. It, it just it just intrigued me a lot. And I thought, you know what, I don't want to go 10 years down the track and go, what if I started that wakeboard school? Hmm. Or what if I, I didn't take that abseiling tour? Like, yeah. it, and I mean, that stuff, like it, it didn't make me much money, but it just taught me so much about life and, yeah. and about business and about people. Uh, like we abseiled some of the most amazing waterfalls in the world, you know, like it's cool, you know, and that you meet people and you, you know, and I guess coming into the nursery, like I had a few early failures with the wakeboard school and I had a lot of expectations that didn't get met Mm. and the landscaping and I thought, you know, that's hard work. You know, so there's certainly backlash. It's certainly hard things to achieve on those stepping stones. But I think when it comes to the garden center, I had a lot of confidence going that's into it. it. That's you it. Know? You had that foundation. You'd already gone yeah, through yeah. a lot of the sort of the ups and downs of, of testing things out and failing at certain things and whatnot, which yeah, you're not going to yeah. learn unless you yeah. unless you fall over and, and uh, make a few mistakes along the way. So yeah, yeah, it yeah, totally. certainly set you up. Um, so obviously we're doing Facebook Live at the moment, which is pretty cool. And one of the questions that I've got that I'm asking a lot of businesses is the the whole digital realm of small business and yeah, yeah. and the question that I've got is obviously there's a lot of steps that uh, came into play with uh, you know getting this site up and running getting stock and getting everything built up and, and whatnot but getting the community involved or even aware of what was going on um, things such as this and that's how I found out about you guys apart from driving past I'm like what the hell is a garden center on Facebook live and there's all these posts and there's a lot of um, in progress shots as well so do you just want to explain a little bit about the sort of approach that you've had to take before launch just getting the local community aware of what you're doing yeah i i look i'd attribute it to these business courses that i was doing the boot camp um the the biggest thing about business is telling your story and you know what we're doing today here is, yep. is all a part of that so um, that journey of, of construction and building and, and like I say, it was building something back for the community, um, giving this opportunity for them to come and, you know, have a coffee and we've got a liquor license approved now, so they'll be coming Ooh, out beer soon. So, you know, it, it's just stuff that I thought, you know what, if we're going to build this, I want the community to have an input. I yeah. want them to know, like I want them to say, oh, okay, we want, we want this stuff in the nursery. We, we want a pond in the nursery. We want a bit of come and have a coffee or mm-hmm. the tradies say they want a beer. So we, 
you know, it's just stuff when we were in the planning stage. I thought, you know what, let's write down 50 things that we want in the nursery. And, and if we get, you know, 40 of them or, yep. or 30 of them, that's great. You yep. know, like yep. we can't put everything in. We try, but, um, you know, and so that, that preliminary three years prior to opening on Facebook, I mean, you can go back and, you know, I always laugh, but you can go back on Facebook three years ago on our page and it says we're you know hi i'm johnny we're opening soon yeah and like you know if you if it's a 10-year gap and three years is opening soon well <laughs> so be it but you know the the key thing was um you know telling that story to, to everyone yep. who was locally obviously driving around and then construction they couldn't see much going on but it's all bannered off but it's important to tell that story yep. um and I think for me that growth bit was was the council process and yep. doing the DA and the construction build and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, the planning, the consultants, the engineers, um, obviously the shipping container construction is yep. totally new for this area. Yeah. Um, and that was a whole nother, you know, step in itself. But um, yeah, I think telling your story is just the key thing, you know. And did gotta... you get a lot of response from people in the local area? Could you see that? I mean, it's I sort of see this sort of stuff, and it's great marketing because it, it's almost like you get that that swell from from the local area. It's like a football team or a sporting team where you get passionate about you know that that team and you and you just back them no matter what. Have you seen a bit of that from sort of the local area? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Like totally, yeah. I've, um, it, it's that's probably one. I tell you, there's a lot of. I mean, I did it to keep everyone up to date, but there's there's a part of that process in that I spoke to a lot of the community and told them that story um, selfishly to give me the strength to keep going. Yeah. You know, there was some hard times, and, I, and, you know, people didn't know it, but there's hard times in business, especially in construction, yep. you know, when you've got a budget and, you mm. you know, you're hitting targets and stuff, and people don't get back to you and things happen like that's just business that's life you know but um you know i can i can look at some of those videos and some of the comments on that facebook and say you know what i'm so glad i told this story because to read that gives me the motivation to keep going keep going yeah and i think if you you know if you play quiet and you don't talk about it you you don't get that other end of people giving in to you and you know i thank everyone that that's contributed to you know giving us positive feedback along the way it, it, it does help a lot immensely yeah. yeah yeah that's cool um so 16 17 weeks the place has been open now yeah 16 weeks 16 15 weeks today okay there you go yeah. oh, happy birthday for the 15th yeah. week <laughs> <laughs> um so you've obviously had a lot of trial and error since the place is open what's what's the current challenge at the moment what's something that you're seeing that's a bit of a uh, yeah a, a challenge or something that you're, you're trying to trying to master um, I think momentum is our biggest thing. Yep. Momentum for us is just super key. It, it, if you if you're stationary in anything in life, mm-hmm. in business, you will collapse. Yep. Like you need to keep momentum. You need to be you know proactively engaging, marketing, campaigning, staff training. We we train every week. We yep. train nearly every day. Yeah. Like cool. And you know some of the staff are like I've never ever had that as a boss mm. before. I've never had you know. For me, it's paramount. Yep. Like it, it's got to be momentum. You've got to keep momentum going in in all aspects of the business. Um, so that'll just be a never-ending challenge because yeah. it's just you just got to stay on top of it. Yeah, yeah. like there's little things like um, the functioning. So I'll go through the technology part of it later. Yeah. But the irrigation for us is is a you know big thing in a nursery. But mm. to to press a button on the phone, you know, and 
and irrigate section nine yep. for four minutes. That's the way of the world now. Yeah, if, wow. you're, if you're not up with technology, yep. you, you know, you're going to get left behind in the next 12 months, I can tell you that. Yeah, so, yep. so we're kind of fine-tuning that irrigation as much as we can as we go. Um, and, you know, obviously costs come into that and how much you can put back into the business and and you know so but yeah we've got the liquor license sorted so i think when we opened we had like 200 things on the list that were like crazy and now we're probably you know down to 30 or 40 so it's fantastic it's really good so um, yeah kicking goals but there'll always be, there'll always be something there yeah. well i mean and that's probably what makes it interesting and yeah. fulfilling is that you've always got a task or a challenge at hand that you want to achieve and you want to keep moving forward so yeah yeah our biggest probably campaign at the moment that we're moving into is changing up the cafe yep. with the with the liquor license coming in and that kind of seating area and, yep. and kind of dressing this up a bit um, and on the nursery front there's a as a big campaign coming out um, new app that we're launching it's plant life balance um, so you can actually you know take a photo of your room in your house drag and drop photos of plants in that room and then, um, you know, it, it actually, it's really cool. It actually measures your air quality. So you, the more plants you put in your house, it's proven yeah, scientific well. now that, um, you know, plants produce a higher quality air to breathe yep. for us. So the more plants you have in your house, and you look back at the 70s and 80s, and obviously everyone was smoking back yeah. then, but there's a lot of plants in the house. So there, there's, they've come out, we've, um, you know, developed this app that we're launching at the end of this month. Um, and so, yeah, you kind of take this photo, put plants in there, and it'll measure your air quality, and yep. then it'll also give you a rating of like well-beingness. If, wow! And and what that is, it's it's still a scientific thing, but it says, you know, overall, if you if you're in this room space, your air quality is you know purified by this amount of plants and the carbon outtake and all that kind of stuff, and therefore your well-being. So your overall. Um, you know, well-being and feeling good. You, your blood's kind of, you know, vitality is quite yeah, high right. and stuff like that. Um, you know, and you feel quite good in that yeah. airspace. So that we, yeah, we launched at the end of this month. And um, so, as far as the nursery, we want to try and, you know, progress a few room spaces that yep. we can landscape, change them up, and um, you know, educate and help people make that choice to make their air quality better at home that's so a, that's a big investment not only in time but money as well to to get um get something like that up and running so and that's pretty innovative for i guess your traditional garden center nursery that you know people stereotypically would think of what one is like oh, just rock up you buy a few plants and off you go yeah. but yeah, um, yeah. it's so much more than that and you're obviously yeah. moving in a direction where it's not just a place to purchase products but it's it's uh, it's an educational resource it's a place to come to get educated and learn a lot more not just about what you sell but just quality of of life well-being and whatnot so yeah, there's i yeah. mean oh, so many opportunities there it sounds sounds really exciting yeah look it, it's the way of the world yeah. I, I can tell you now like technology blows me away in the last five years last two years you know it's, yeah. it's phenomenal the way the world's going and yeah. i think i think for a lot of younger guys out there that you know, I didn't necessarily knew what I wanted to do when I was finishing school and anything like that. But if if you're willing to try anything, mm. Mm. you know, it, it'll take you places. The technology just backs you now. Like, it just keeps encouraging yeah. you. Like, it's it's handed to you. That's it. Absolutely. It's at your <laughs> and, fingertips. And it's only for those who want to take it. Yeah. Like, it's all choice. And you either, you either get the confidence and step up and have a crack or you don't. 
And a lot of the times the worst case, <laughs> well, it's as simple as that. And the worst case scenario sometimes is just that it doesn't work and that's it. Yeah. You just go back to what you were doing before or you keep moving ahead and, yeah, and try the next yeah. thing. And, um, and that's, that's, a, that's a big uh, stumbling block for a lot of people because they just they worry that it's not going to work. But nine times out of ten it doesn't work. No. But that one time it does work, it makes the rest of it all worthwhile. So it's, yeah, um, it's, it's pretty exciting. I mean, that's progress in yeah. life, you know. Like, it, it, there's no, um, you know, give all your energy and you lose all that energy. Yeah. You know, it doesn't happen like that. You no. give energy, you give energy... You never lose it. Like no. it's, you always learn from it. Yeah. You've always just educated yourself. You, you get know, re-energized with everything yeah, that you do. Yeah. You know, you you might. It's like you know, you go and party hard, and you get blinded, and you don't feel real good. <laughs> but it always comes back good again. Yeah. You know, if you can let go of the drink and all that kind of stuff, yeah, and bu- business kicks you in the mouth a few times, but. You know, the sunny days do come again. Absolutely. (laughs) It might be rainy yesterday, but, you know, you're hanging long enough and the sun does shine. I think that's, I mean, that's that's a big thing of what this podcast is all about is just try and give people a bit of uh, mental energy to just to try and make those first few steps and and you know fight the fears and and yeah. and go uh you know push themselves past those uh initial points of self-doubt where you sort of talk yourself out of doing something you sort of go oh, oh no i'm not good enough to do that or it's not going to work or people are going to laugh at me or pe- think that it's a, a stupid idea and it's not worth doing and and um yeah that's that's why most businesses don't 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 do anything or don't even yeah. begin yeah yeah so it's um, I, I think the key thing too is having great organic coffee <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it product placement there <laughs> I, I te- yeah look i tell you it was one of those things we searched far and wide for a good coffee yep. you know I, i've never worked in a cafe before i was total deep in with a cafe yeah yep. but i knew it was something that we get asked for a lot and i knew coffee is one of those things you know i'm not a huge you know coffee crave or anything but i like good coffee yep and that was a big challenge for us to find good coffee and you know locally roasted in maruya couldn't be better i've had some of that it's pretty good it's 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 really good and do you i mean i didn't pay him to say that. no (laughs) (laughs) no i have been here before and um jess my wife's like oh can you please like get me a coffee before you leave so i'll have to remember to do that otherwise i'm going to get a kick kick up the rear end but um well, on that, and that's interesting, is that a form of partnership that you've built with them or is it just purely a business arrangement where you're buying buying product from them? Is there something where, or is there an opportunity down the track where you can do a lot more sort of cross-promotion with with them so as we, an example? So um, we, yeah, we, we're certainly looking at any avenues, business to business. Yeah. Um, there's a really unique world out there. Uh, if, if you do venture into business, there's a really unique world of opportunity where you do co- collaborate business to business. Yep. And it's it's leverage that goes from like one you know one level of contacts to about 500. Yeah. And it, and that's your leverage. That you, yeah. So you talk to one person, you get access to 500. Yeah. Um, and when you talk business to business, that's when opportunity really opens up. Uh, and for us in the coffee, you know, we're we're, we're backed by a lot of big. Big nurseries, big suppliers, yep. um, and you know they—they they think, oh, he's this new kid on the block. Uh, that you know, some didn't know I'd been around the industry mm. for quite a while. But to you know, to open up with a bit of confidence, and you know, not look back. Yeah. You know, it, it's only because I'm backed by you know really strong companies like the guys in Maria Coffee Co. and yeah. 
um, you know, South Coast Beverages, who this is distributed through. So, they, like, they, we hooked up our whole cafes pretty much come through those guys. That's cool. Drinks, fridges, um, you know, coffee machines. They, they kind of guide us as well. You know, really good advice mm. on um, what works, what doesn't work, what we can use, what we can try. Yep. Um, yeah, and, I, you know, business to business world is a whole nother level for me. It's it's a great opportunity. Um and I think once you once you take that leap and people see that you've committed to your own business, mm. you know, people can appreciate that and they talk to you on a different level. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, I'm conscious of the time, but um, I think we might have to do another another catch-up later on down the track uh, when you're really, really deep into this because it's still, I mean, it's still new. I mean, you're only a few weeks in, <laughs> 15 weeks again. Um, so it'd be cool to, to find out what's changed. And as you said, like with the app and with... Um, you know, the licensing and all these other things that are coming and are in the pipeline. Um, I, even in like a few months' time, let alone a few years' time, it's going to be uh, pretty crazy to see what you're doing because uh, you're certainly, yeah, you're certainly yeah. thinking a lot more proactive rather than reactive of just selling yeah, yeah, selling yeah. goods. It's Look, man, it would be great to catch up. And, and like for everyone that's following us on Facebook, the that that journey will always be there. Yep. You know, that online story will always be there. Um you know, I've got I've got my own visions and what I think the industry should be yep. in the future, and where the way you know the way of the future and how we educate customers and you know everything from how to look after your citrus tree, how to grow flowers, you know, just simple stuff. But I think there's a really there's a really big gap in the industry from where it has been, typically an older generation business yep. model. There's not a lot of young guys in this industry. Mm. Um, and I can tell you now, with technology, it's going to revolutionise this industry. It's it's an amazing opportunity with with a lot of businesses now. Yep. But um, for the horticulture and nursery industry, we it's something we're always going to need plants. Yep. If if we start getting rid of plants, well, we're in trouble. We're we're in big trouble. Okay. <laughs> and and the way that we produce those plants to the world, yep. is you know it's an amazing opportunity yep. really. Um, so the education thing is, is crucial yeah. in, in how people care for it, look after it, all that kind of stuff. I mean, global warming or not, we're going to need trees. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's like it's only getting, um, you know, with the population demand and growth on development, um, you know, going back to the apartment scenario where this density of housing is becoming more and more prevalent, um, you know, more and more trees are getting cut down. Yep. It, there's going to be a buffering point where we're going to say, "Hang on, we need, we need to out, outbalance what we're actually doing That's here." It. And you know, I'm not saying we don't need development. I'm all for development for sure. Um, we need to put the infrastructure in place to help sustain the population, but we need to do it sustainably. It's a yeah, there's a balance that's needed. So that um, you know, a sustainable approach and yep. the you know greener future of the place. You know. I think the industry is in good hands. It's pretty exciting. And there's, uh, yeah, a lot of opportunity out there. So That's cool. Well, Johnny, thank you very much. Pleasure, mate. Pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, folks. If you want to reach out to Johnny, you can do so by going to growhardnurseries.com.au or you can go to facebook.com slash growhardbomaderry. As always, you can go to selfstarter.com.au and check out the show notes. I'll dump everything over there. And no doubt there'll be a bunch of additional content that will come out of this awesome episode. 
I got heaps out of this. I'll try and keep it short and sweet, but there was five key things that I got out of this episode. And if you did get anything in particular out of this and really enjoyed it, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to get your feedback. But these five things, I'll try and keep it really efficient for you guys. The first one was Johnny's emphasis on telling a story. I thought it was absolutely genius that he began to build the story before the launch of his business. He got community support by being able to tell people about the journey and bringing them along with that journey. And as a result, people could identify with him and could identify the personality behind this business. On the surface, it's just a garden center, but having the storyline underneath it gives it that personal touch. And that's what really gravitates people towards supporting a business. So that was really cool. The second point was Johnny's selfish intentions behind creating the story where he was using it as leverage for himself to have accountability to ensure that he followed through with this goal of creating this business and launching it. So nothing wrong with that whatsoever. And that was a a bonus of not only getting community support, but also for him to keep him driven and motivated to ensure that he followed through with it. So putting himself out there publicly can be a really daunting and vulnerable thing to do but it can also have great benefits by ensuring that you follow through and and make sure that uh, everything ends up happening. So the third thing was moving with technology. Johnny's embracing technology. The fact that he's developing apps is incredible for a garden center. How cool. His irrigation systems, everything that is, you know, state of the art when it comes to horticulture, he's embracing it and trying to be innovative. And it's not just about selling plants or selling potting mix or, you know, just getting people in to do the basics when it comes to a garden center. He is trying to be state of the art. And I think that's going to separate him from a lot of other businesses in the area. And that's really, really cool and really interesting. The fourth thing was identifying the wider market. This is not just about selling plants. It's about educating people. There's a whole industry around well-being eco-friendly, um, health and well-being, I should say. And uh, Johnny's really tapping into that to expand his business to not only just be something that you walk in to buy some plants on a Sunday afternoon, there's so much more to this. And just to be able to highlight so many different facets of people's day-to-day lives and provide value will no doubt reap the rewards at a later stage for him. Um, the fifth thing was his hunger to learn more, um, going to business boot camps and courses, networking, learning lessons from other people, getting all that confidence earlier in the piece and just learning as he goes and that hunger to continue to learn. You don't have to do all this stuff, of course, but I tell you what, it's going to give you an edge. It's really going to help you. And a lot of these things are inexpensive. A lot of the stuff can you can do online, but the face-to-face stuff is amazing as well. So Another thing to really sort of think about if you are in the infancy stages of launching your business. So heaps of things there. Uh, As always, selfstarter.com.au. If you go over there, I'm going to have a bunch of stuff. I have a feeling that I'm going to be doing quite a bit more with Johnny in the future. Um, He has got a lot of value to add, and I'd love to be able to get uh, a lot more insights from him and learn about his journey as he continues to build his uh, little empire there in Bomaderry. Very cool. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap it up. Selfstarter.com.au, as always. We'll see you in a fortnight with the next episode. But in the meantime, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to get your feedback. But thank you so much for the support that you've given so far. Until next episode, ta-ta.